This is In Search of the Pluriverse. We are Sophie Creer and Eric Wong. Join us on our quest for a world in which many worlds fit. We were invited by Het Nieuwe Instituut to be the first curators of their traveling academy. You can follow us online at pluriverse.hetnieuweinstituut.nl So welcome back, dear listeners. You've tuned in to our new episode called Fluid Selves, Fluid Berlin. Berlin is a layered, battered and blooming city. It has a dramatic linear past, east-west divided by a wall, representing opposing political ideologies. And yet it is also a surprising, fluid, spectral city, which first surfaced during the days of the Weimar Republic. And are those Weimar spectral vibes still around? Can we find more fluid notions of self here? I'm Eric Wong, and with me today is Thomas Espinoza. Hey, Thomas, tell us where we are. Hello, Eric. Uh, we are in the Volkspark Friedrichshain. Uh, there is a park uh, which is huge, which was also um, made after the Second World War and when the Berlin was like cleaning all the rest of the buildings and so on. So you can also see this little hill, what is not usually in Berlin. So um, the hills are made of um, debris? Yes. So if you want to make a hole here, it's gonna, you're going to find a lot of things. <laughs> and um, there is also like one of the most known spark from this area because you have some monuments around the park related to the communist past of the city. And in this corner where we are uh, is located the cruising area, which is all already long established. And you see now we, we don't have the leaves, but here is completely wild in summer, or spring and, and fall. It's a very romantic setting because all these small paths are sort of circling around the trees and through the bushes. Um, I suggested we walk up towards the bench and um, yeah, while walking over the debris of battered Berlin, um, we're going to continue our talk up. And maybe in the meantime, while we walk, I'll introduce you to our listeners. Well, Thomas, uh, intimacy, identity and public space always seem to be present in your work. You were born in Colombia in 1985 and relocated to Berlin in 2008 or around 2008. In your work, art, documentary, activism, community work are blending into a new category, switching easily from video to ceramics to inflatables to virtual reality to organizing actions in the streets, working both in Europe and Colombia. Your fight is to fight for equal rights for trans people. You just got back from uh, ITFA, the documentary festival in Amsterdam, and you won a Spotlight Award. Congratulations with that. Um, and you, did, you won the award with your recent virtual reality project. Can you say something about that? Okay, well... And let's keep, maybe we should keep talking <laughs> and walking because we're still in the middle of the bushes. Yes. Um... 
Well, the, the work called Continuum, uh, which we presented in, in ITFA, Continuum VR, which is the third part of this project called Continuum. Talking about territory, identity, violence, uh, that meet trans bodies. So it's trans women, sex workers, researching about about his own life and finding a way to tell us the story not in a victimizing way totally the opposite in a empowerment way we deal with pain but but not we, we don't talk only about the pain we talk about what they did uh, with this pain in their life and what did the audience actually see through the virtual reality uh, goggles the, they wore? The spectator, <laughs> the spectator find themselves in a landscape which is dry, which is rough, and while they is walking around, uh, they start to find some, let's say, entities <laughs> uh, that are the women. They take the spectator in other places. It's pretty scary too, or is it? Yes, it is an experience going into the shadows uh, because we focusing in the territories and the question which was our first territory. Yeah. So we came. And when you say we, because we, we get to talk about your collaboration with La Red Comunitaria, La Red Comunitaria Trans. Trans. Oh, my Spanish yeah, is horrible. Yeah, we, we, La Red Comunitaria Trans is an organization of trans sex workers fighting. Uh, against the poverty and against the stigmatization of the trans population. Uh, working in the Santa Fe neighborhood in Bogota, which is one of the most dangerous in Colombia and in the city, and doing also pedagogical work with the community and with the neighborhood parallelly. Let's first get back to the cruising, because we are still in the park. We climbed the stairs. We're sort of out of this cruising area right now. We're looking down upon it. So maybe you can tell... Um, I saw your video, Holy Cruising. I really, really liked it. Maybe you can tell the audience what, what you actually see in the video. Can you describe it? Uh, so the video had two parts. It's the installation here in, in the park, which is two big mirrors with a hole in the middle a glory hole and they are hanging from the trees uh, and for sure this is a site specific installation because it's in the cruising area put in a glory hole Maybe we should say something because we both know what a glory hole is um, because we're both part of I think the queer community that uses these places but um, earlier you said something about the, the history of the glory hole so maybe we could quickly go into that what yeah. is a glory hole and how did it come to life? Yeah, for those who don't know what is a glory hole, a glory hole is a, a series of holes appearing in the public toilets. And when the city started to have public toilets, like at the end of the 50s, 60s, those new places in the city were, were like abandoned and without uh, surveillance. 
uh, started to be transformed for gay men, cis, um, into places of encounter or places of sex. Uh, and the people start to make holes in the divisions of the toilets. So you could see what happened behind you, but you were also available to exchange some sexual activities through the hole through through the hole and in your movie you see it's a beautiful play with the mirror and the wind and the trees and sometimes you see glimpses of men through the mirror but also not through the mirror the hole is really hallucinating because the hole has no mirror so you see two realities at once mm -hmm. so the hole is also a peeping hole huh? you, you're a voyeur as, as you look at the video you feel a bit like a voyeur But at the same time, your audio is quite explicit. You hear clothes, you hear zippers, you hear bodily contact, which also suggests that you participate. Is that ambivalence of all these different presences? Um, is that what you're after? Like, I was not finished in the, in the question before, but the work had many layers. One is the installation in, in the site-specific place. The other is how I bring this into other places, which is with the video. But this work had also an important part, which is the audio. And the audio is my participation actively in the work. So, behind the question, how I gonna Uh, show uh, this place to other people that doesn't know the place uh, that are not inviting here to come to see the the installation um, I was while I was walking here uh, looking for the spots where I wanted to put the mirrors uh, I had this question in mind so how I trans gonna transmit the place into the no say let's say maybe exhibition place or to Colombia or to other places and it was the sound which started to to speak with me I was first listening into the birds and listen also into the city to the alarms into the cars into the people in the summer was the music like you you in a way also listening to the city listening to Berlin And I started also to listen into what was happening here uh, between the bushes. So I thought it would be a good point for the video, for the video installation, because it gives you other layer about the place. So I started to record the noises of other people, but I was really feeling uncomfortable with it. Uh, because, yeah, I, I I thought I was, like, using them uh, and I would needed to stand, stand behind, so I was, like, playing no role in the hole. So I decided to... And this day I, I cruise for, for accidentally, like, I just like a guy and, and we had an encounter and after that I was like, ah, before that uh, I was recording the, um, the environment and when I met this guy I thought like, hmm, I want to still, <laughs> I want to still record it and look what's happened and I did it and I started to make uh, 
let's call it uh, experiments, sound experiments. Uh, so I, I recovered uh, material and then I met Juan Orozco, which is the sound artist I work with from Argentina. And uh, we started to create a sound landscape with those sounds. So the sounds you see in the piece are my experience. So I started to be not a voyeur. I started to transform in um, in a user of the in place. a user of the place, but also again bringing my intimacy into the public. Do you see it as a gift for the cruisers? Or you said you, it is for the cruisers? This, in what yes, way? Is this a gift? Is this a tool for them? Is this a, a joyful tool for, for them? And I'm really happy when I see uh, the people understand, the cruisers understand and enjoy the piece. Always, for sure, you have bo- uh, both sides of the, of the coin. So there are people that like it. There are people that don't like it. Uh, but I think those are always the force that that drive life. No, I agree with you, but it's also, uh, in a way, a political work because you sort of break a code of silence, which I think is a good thing, especially because you make yourself very vulnerable because you take part. But I can imagine that pe- that there are also people angry about it, like, you know... For sure. Let us be, let us do our thing in peace. Yes, let's let's keep the secret, let's say. But this is also about shame. Those places, some people have the shame to visit it or to, to come here. Let's and keep walking because I, I'm getting cold. And then, Let's go into the sun. And then if you saw the mirror and you see your reflection, you are confronted with yourself. And I, I think the last thing that you want is confronting to, to be confronted to yourself in those kind of places. And then, um, at some point, you decided to move the installation to Bogota. Yes, it's, it's, an, it's, it's important to say that... Oh, oh a squirrel. That um, <laughs> it's important to say that it's an installation that I have been doing since 2016. I started here in Berlin, in the Bullerstrasse and in the Tiergardens, so other different places. And then I started to repeat it, and the play, one place that I really wanted to was Bogota to present it. And that was when you actually meet, met uh, La Red? Yes, I met La Red Comunitaria Trans because they were my partners um, at that time in Bogota to, to install the piece, maybe we can. Because of safe, safety reasons. Uh, uh, in Berlin, I did it with my friends and some collaborators. In Bogota, okay, we'll work the same, but this is a neighborhood that we don't visit, or the most of the people from Bogota doesn't visit. So because it's it's too dangerous. It's too dangerous, and there is many layers in this neighborhood uh, crashing with each other. So um, we, I knew. Uh, I will never stay longer than two minutes if I will do the piece alone. So, um, through friends, I contact the Red Comunitaria Trans and I started to explain the work. They were like really... They had really interesting questions for me. I don't remember exactly where, which ones, but it was related with gender, with the, with the place. Uh, the issue of sexuality, of being visible, not visible, but also, uh, which was an incredible discovery, 
um, like the relation from a trans person with the mirror, because mirror is the judge, mirror is the psychologist, mirror is the first thing you confront every day, uh, and sometimes it's telling you the opposite that you want to, to have. It starts the idea to collaborate in a different way. You know? the, the, this first time was m like my idea and they helped me to do that. And while we are installing, the, the pieces start to change. But in this moment, it starts like the, the, the idea and to work together. Because like that, it w was already a, a social Yes, like organization like fighting for for rights for trans uh -huh. yes la red comunitaria trans started in 2012 and i just came 2016 so no the red comunitaria trans started uh, as a as a way of protection in order to not be killed in one of the most dark darkest uh, periods in this uh, modern colombia <laughs> So they came together around, around the food, which is one, which is beautiful, uh, because food is also the care of the other, taking care of the other, yeah. the love from the other. So they came together and they was like just cooking for each other, which is in this neighborhood that means a lot because not all people have a meal, and um, they started to dance. Uh, At these nights where they were meals? Yeah, they started to organize and then they started to make a group of dance, of uh, folks dance. Oh, nice. <laughs> Which is also super interesting because all the folk songs and so on are really macho, patriarchy and so on. So it was this trans woman doing that and they were like successful and then they start, they, like some universities started to, to invite them. And um, they started like this, and it was like an exercise, and it was also an exercise of memory because one of the first trans leaders in the neighborhood was killed because she accused the police of corruption and violence and so on. So they create immediately after the Red Comunitaria Trans, and the first action was the with these uh, big skirts in memory to the little trans called Wanda Fox. Wonder Fox. Wanda. Wanda, Wanda Fox. Wanda Fox. So, um, so I started the Red Community Trans. And since then, they are doing an incredible work constantly. start to make so political incidents uh, in the way the, the society, the Colombian society see the trans, uh, how, what means to be a sex worker, uh, what means to, mean to work there, etc. Et et because I think that um, adding your perspective to their stride or to their struggle or to their fight uh, resulted in wonderful projects. We saw a movie yesterday in which you work with the women and they all have a pot in their hands, a clay pot, in public space. They throw it on the ground, they pick up the pieces and then inside they start gluing the pieces back together. 
And the pot is such a beautiful metaphor or representation again of the body. So you have the mirror as this confrontational, huh? the mirror as a, as a therapist and the mirror as the enemy and the mirror as, as the public. But the broken clay pot is just another way of, of representing that body. How did that work? Did you bring in the idea of the clay pots? Did, was it a joint decision to do that? Because something interesting meets each other. Their sense of community and their power and your art perspective. I think clay... Like I introduced the material into, our, into the world with the Red Comunitaria Trans. Also you can work collectively with clay really well. So I thought it would be a material that allows us to explore ourselves and to explore the topic which we deal that is violence and memory. So when you turn back into the past or, or the women were like doing this exercise, they start to recognize a lot of wounds, a lot of cracks uh, that normally you hide or they were hiding all the time. So it was like a way of showing them what a crack means and how we can deal with these cracks. So we broke the pot that we, that we built and then we reconstructed again. Which also had a lot of humor in it, I thought, because <laughs> some of the pots were really put well back together again, like they looked like what they looked before. But there were other pots that were totally sort of becoming something new. Yeah, but I think like every, also every pot, even if you put it again together really perfectly, is something different. It was an interesting exercise to do all. Also, I include myself because I always do the exercise with them, even if I cannot compare. Um, You're not. One I of cannot them. compare my life with them. I, also, no. like I am sitting from in a really privileged position. So, what I like also with the work we did with the Red we are doing with the Red Comunitaria is like um, they teach me how to deal with the privileges. So uh, in one hand to accept them because this is not about not accepting the privileges. So it's about accepting that you have the privilege, but the question is how you use this privilege. I, I had access to an education, I had access to come to Europe, I had access to, to make my art. So um, since the beginning I decided to use that, not to put objects in a museum or something like that, so to do something different, which is what I am trying to do and create bridges. Uh, between society and groups outside the society to create bridges between the academia and social organizations uh, to create bridges between us as a community and as a as a population because well the word community is now under debate we are not more like fluid community or or trans community it is a, we are a population and Coming back to the to the privilege, like um, 
and how to use it. I, I found the art in the art the way to to do that. So it is not like I'm here coming with an idea and the people do whatever I want. No, it's just like facilitating processes. Uh, so as in your question about the materials, it's just, I think each process give you the way to find the material so for for that reason we use plastic we use mirrors we use clay um, yeah, because clay has a very um, is a big tradition in Colombia yes like I, I, I use but I, as I found the clay here in in Europe even and you it back. even if I if I grow up in a clay studio of my in the clay studio of my uncle but I, I never took a lesson of, of working with clay. It was just by, by looking at him and being there. But I never used clay when I was studying uh, art in Colombia. I used other materials, but not clay. But when I started the university here in Berlin, the first material I took was clay. And is it also because it's so fragile, because it can break? It's because it's fragile, it can break, it's because it's one of the oldest, it's because you find it everywhere, it's because the huge tradition that Colombia has, uh, it is the sediments of the earth, so it's like the future, it's, it's like the future in the past, in one and the present in one material, uh, this is also our ancestors on in inside, so it's the way the ancestors travel into the future. Uh, this is the, the material that now is trendy, <laughs> but it's a material that the art really don't like. Big art. No, the art world don't like ceramics. No, like as I told you, now it's fancy, but ten years ago, never like. Nobody liked it. Like I, I, my professor was um, Olafur Eliasson, and and when I and her assistants when I came, and we have the, our first talk, and I talk about the clay. There were I thought, like Olafur was a little bit understanding, but their assistant was like freaking out. So why I brought these materials there, and and now everybody wants to work with clay. Um, but it's, it is it's always this clear relationship with the handcraft and not with the art and art and maybe because hate each it's other. also so close to the body because it's so moldable and so I, I don't think because other materials are also moldable you know in a way pl the plasticity of the materials but um, yeah it was it was considered it is considered a, a poor material yes like and the inflatables, because they seem to be almost the opposite of clay. You know, clay is heavy, it's a volume, it cracks, it breaks. And the, the, the huge inflatables that you developed with Laret, yeah, they're light, they're sort of illuminated sometimes. They're like these big, big bodies that are, but they're also sort of helpless because you, they need to be carried around to... It's almost like a, a, when, when I see the photos of it and a, a group of people carry these big inflatable human bodies, it's, it's almost like a procession. So it's almost, it's, it's a victim and a saint at the same time. Yeah, it's had a lot to do with that. But it's also important to say at that point, also that with this uh, inflatable works were also collaboration with the uh, uh, Netherlands artist Arthur van Balen. Um, 
and he was working already with inflatables. So his work of art deal with inflatable and with the history of the inflatable, which is bring us into the Second World War and into the find of the latex and the zeppelin and you know like there is a whole history behind this inflatable mm -hmm. here in Europe and also the use of inflatable in, mani in manifestation if, uh, first in the um, Soviet Union and then like in the parades in the US in New York in Christmas no? So yeah, this, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. It's had these two faces, this inflatable. But it's also related with exploitation of latex in, in the jungle, in Amazonas, in my territory also, in, in the south. And uh, it's related with this, uh, let's say, obsession, sometimes that we have as artists to create big things, you know. But it's with this uh, aim to move with this bigness, let's say. So inflatable is something that you can pack really easily and then you have this surprise moment when it starts to grow and suddenly you have a, from nothing, you have like a big object, no? A big However thing. black or shiny or red it is, or maybe even a little bit scary, it also, it always has a sort of a festive As a, as a festive and fascinating, yeah. and a fascinating element, which is really important. Also, this is fascination and the surprise moment is super important in this inflatable thing. Uh, and it was since the beginning thinking as that um, when we wanted to intervene manifestations. So I met the red and I, I uh, was aware about the, the, the march because it's not a parade, super important not to call it parade. We don't celebrate anything. We, jo we also they go to the street in order to reclaim the, a place in society and to honor the victims in the community. So as an exercise of memory, no? Uh, so I saw, I, I, I get aware of, of that, they were doing like the, the second version of it and they were using a lot of performance and so on, which I found super interesting uh, and I was like, yes, I want to intervene this, this, that. You want to contribute. I, I want to, I, I don't know, I don't know if it's a contribution, I want to just to, to intervene that. But what do you mean with intervention? Intervention, like to to make a little twist in the thing, but letting them doing what they were doing, which is really powerful. So uh, yeah, and because it was not uh, like I, giving I, you something. No, it was like yeah. making. Also, we are. Also, the the first thing it was like we are doing it together, or we are not doing it. Yeah, because so, I want to compliment you on that. Because if, if you say the word intervention, it's also a very artsy word. And it sounds a bit like, oh, this ego is sort of intervening with something or, 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 or makes a statement. But I think that, that the work that you do only works when you have a very precise notion of what your own role mm -hmm. is and what the role of the group is. Yes. And I think you succeed in that wonderfully well. Thank so. you. So it was like it was also a proposal for for for, for the red, uh, which is what was one of the most ambitious at that time. We we reinforce a social movement, 
and and the way we took the street with the inflatables so we we did inflatables with the community we teach them how to do it and to use that for the struggles um, because it's really DIY you know like you, you can find everything to do it and uh, and we use also like the, like the body of, of three of them to make the prints and the patterns of this uh, body but the idea of the body came off of to the community like I wanted also secretly a body but in the workshops in the discussions in the things like it turns out that it was important to have a body. To really have a body. Yes. And to put this body, big body trans on the street because if because of this body that the people kills you, is because this body that the society re rejects you, judge you, but it's also an object of desire. And you all time. carry the body. It's also something And is this, a, in a way, it's like a procession, like from the coast of Colombia, there is this tradition to have a procession when somebody dies so it is like a kind of dead body in a way this is this alarm that we all carry and it's super interesting because people that you know don't know in the whole march stay with you taking care of the of this body so it's like a kind of bringing the people together and then it is a conversion, we put light on it and it was red because it was an alarm. We wanted an alarm in the city and it were like three of those big ones, trans-masculine, trans-feminine, non-binary, uh, going through the city uh, with a clear message. And behind this message there is a clear message of organization, which, organization so, and which is the, the clue of a social organization. And, and you can start to deal with this organization without feeling the pressure of the system. And that is the, the art allows you that, you know? And I come back, as I told you, is art processes give you the freedom to find your place. And maybe to find a place in the world, which is the most important thing from people that doesn't believe they have a place in this world. Yeah, so, because that's, this, that's what it all comes down to is that the body in itself is fragile. You know, yes. We're all fragile, but some bodies are more fragile than others. That, and, um, and we put the, our body in the streets because of this fra fragility. Also, the importance of the protests, the, the, the presence of the body and the bodies, because one different bodies make one big body. No? The presence of a lot of bodies that carry so, that And that you feel body. it. Yeah. If you don't feel it that in the protests, where? You know, when you are confronting the police, when you are when you are so vulnerable, when, when everything can happen. So it is it is the the amount of bodies that protects you. So so is why the governments don't like to be the protest huge because then they don't can have control of the situation. So. Um, that is the important, and then we carry a body which is also fragile because if somebody cuts, it's, it's gone. gone. Yeah, you know. So uh, I think this is two two interesting layers to see this work, which is not only a work; this is a process. This is a process before the, the inflatable. This is a process within within the inflatable. So after the thing, so now the the inflatables are like kind of symbols 
of the trans fights in Bogota and in Colombia. So and also maybe Latin America because because after this after these actions and and after this march the third and the fourth. Uh, started Yo Marcha Trans, which is a social movement and which started to replace in Latin America and in other cities in Colombia. So in the last trans march, it was not only Bogotá, it was seven cities in Colombia doing it. Fantastic. And after some months um, in Mexico, in Ecuador, in La La La. So it's super interesting how Colombia, through this trans movement, start to to lead the way of protesting. Which is quite urgent, because if we zoom out into the bigger picture of the world today with the pandemic, but if we go back, for instance, to the AIDS crisis, half of the world, like more, much more than half of the world, is not vaccinated or has no access to vaccines. One life seems to be worth more than another. Than the in other this half world. of the world don't have water. Also, like yeah, you let's know, not even let's talk about but, that. Um, so there's a lot of inequality and a lot yeah, of. Yeah, it's the question: which life are important? Yeah, but who decides? Ah. That's that is the thing. Who decides that? And Achille Membe talk about that, and he talk about necropolitics, which is also related with biopolitics, which you start. To listen from Michel Foucault. Uh -huh. yeah. So this bio, <laughs> biopolitics, maybe turning into necropolitics because he say biopolitics are the politics of the death, the politics of the killing each other, the other, the other, no each yeah, other. The politics the of one deciding that the other the has the, no the worth. The one is decide you die and you don't die. Uh, and that's, I think, this this who decides is this is neoliberalism, capitalism, a world we live that denies you the possibility to have health insurance, to have a good place to live, uh, to have time to take care of yourself, yeah, to have the possibility to study, and so on. So, in case of the trans population. In Bogota, they don't have that. Also, they don't have the possibility to have a, a contract to rent an apartment because you're, the way you look is not the way you look at, at your ID. So how can I believe you? And that, and that happened again in the bank, and that happened again in the school, and that happened again in the family. And blah, blah, blah. So it is like an impossible, you, an impossible loop to get out to. And then how you survive. And then in the street, if the police kill you, there is no protocols. And e even worse if you are a sex worker, and even worse if you have HIV, and even no. So those are the bodies or lives that are not important for the system. So the system just let them Which die. Which is a pretty harsh realization, but yes. I think you're completely so right he's, about that. And, and Chile member for sure connected that with the colonialism and with the uh, um, slaves uh, so people because we don't we should not say slaves because you don't born slaves no you were made you were made slaves yeah. so the people who were made who slaves. were made slaves yeah. um, they were also not important if they died you know so f since then we are talking about that, which which it's are a super which old are mechanism. the uh -huh, it is a super old in the in the in the plantage 
in the in, in the Caribbean also. So Sophie and I came to Berlin to see if you know this super old mechanism <laughs> um, could change from within, or there are other ways to to live together, or there are sort of materializations of other ways to yeah, to organize ourselves differently, not led by uh, necropolitics. Um, so we came to Berlin also with the assumption, and it was also my assumption, because I, I like Berlin and I, as a, as a queer man, I love Berlin as a place to go to festivals and to go out. And for me, Berlin always stands for a much more spectral, I don't know, the linearity of the, that sort of suffocating linearity of male and female and straight and gay seems to be, there are cracks in that system for me as coming from Amsterdam. But that was maybe an assumption. So we were looking for that fluidity, that more spectral approach away from the linearity of male, female, straight and queer. Um, but is that actually true for you? Because you lived here for the past 14 years. How do you perceive Berlin today? It's funny because I was yesterday speaking with some friends and I thought like, yes, it's funny because I was invited to this fluidity Berlin and we are discussing that Berlin is not more fluid anymore. Like, that doesn't say anymore, but it's difficult. Less. Less. Because a lot of factors, it's because of gentrification, it's because of politics, it's because of politics of migration, which is the vibe of Berlin. Berlin is, what is Berlin is because it's, it's a, an arrival city. It is, yeah, it is an arrival city, but it's also sustained by the migrants, by the different, different kind of cultures that live here and subcultures. But that is under pressure, you but say. But these, these subcultures are all being always in a fragile economic system. And Berlin was like one of the metropoles in Europe that was allowing you to live with less work and, and, and to have more time for you. So it's why it's an artist city. It was a city that you could like develop artistically really well because you don't need it so much money. And but so now the money system uh, and now took the over. took over. So the, the, this uh, layer don't have less economical possibilities. Your, your room and to pay your studio is just getting impossible. So the fluidity is being repressed by the so, capitalist system. And the people also is turning into a, ra a wrong direction because you start to listen to and to read to a lot of attacks against gay, against lesbians, against trans, against non-binary, you know, like hitting in the park, la 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 la, do 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 do. So the safe spaces, well, we are never safe. No. This safe bubble space, is broken. Yeah. Also, the queer places after the pandemic are going, even galleries, bookshops. So it's fluid, but we don't know if it's in the right direction. No. So what is the way out? What is the way that we can make the fluidity stream into the right direction again, or give it space to I, flow? I think Berlin is still always vibrant, no, in the way Berlin is. It is not that Berlin is stuck it. But I think it's... But you're alarmed, but you say. But it's alarmed it's, because yeah. I, I, I don't know, it, we need a little bit of anarchy. And, and if you say what is the way, 
I think the way is to fight. <laughs> the way is to fight again. At what what we need, no? Like after the pandemic, was this this thought about this general salary? So there is possibilities, but so the fight never stops. But for sure, I think if we don't press. Uh, the things is gonna not be fluid anymore. It's not, no, I don't want to end like in a positive no. mode, but we need but to find just, a way. Just, we have no just, choice, we have, Thomas. We have, we have no choice. <laughs> we have always choice, but well, but we need to focus on on that. The fluidity that Berlin needs now is to be aware and to feel the fights of the other, your own fights. Everybody want a place in the world, and that is your fight. And, in this um, part of the so world, the fight is not over. Country. Maybe the fight has just begun. So what's your next? What's next for you? What's the next fight? I don't know which is the next. This is not about the next fight. This is this, this is as we talk. So it's it's like, a continuum. It's a continuum. My work is one work developed the other. You know, with one work, which are experiments. I start to create to have ideas for the other, and there is many ways but I am now really interesting in, in a in a place in Colombia in the south uh, which is related with ancestrality and territory and identity and also ceramic and and this idea that uh, yeah that our ancestors travel also that to change the, this idea of the death you know the 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 Dutch the colonials came Jack's people in Africa bring it to the Caribbean. They, they came in Colombia. They tried to free themselves. Uh, but in those things, a lot of people died in the seas, in the earth, mm -hmm. in the mountains. And the the colonial hand say to us that is, it was a stop, we stop it. Yeah, we killed that. We killed them, so we stop it. But to think about they never stop. They travel into the future because they dissolve into the sea. They dissolve into the into the earth. So they are like everywhere. Omnipresent. So, omnipresent. So it is they don't die. They became ancestors. So it is important to make this twist and uh, with the Red Comunitaria Trans I, I I don't know, they are doing also a lot of things by their own, no, not only with me, but by their own, with other artists. And I think it's also important to give the place to, to some open fresh air. Yeah, open yeah, structure. But, uh, but it's also, yeah, the, like, we became a family, we became really close. So even if we don't work together, we're going to have a we have a relation, no? We have a relationship, Family. permanent. So I think that everybody, our listeners, should visit your website. Can you mention your website? It's TomasEspinoza.com TomasEspinoza.com Because there are beautiful movies on there. I want to, to encourage the audience to get into these movies and see the beautiful processes that Tomas has started. With Lairet, but also with the, with the other projects. So go see... Holy cruising as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> thank you, Thomas. <laughs> no, thank it's you. cold. My hand is frozen right now. In Search of the Pluriverse is part of the Traveling Academy, an initiative of Het Nieuwe Instituut 
in close partnership with the Consulate General in Istanbul and embassies in Germany, Morocco, Spain and the UK. The Travelling Academy brings together makers from these regions and the Netherlands to learn how formal and informal ways of knowing can support each other in tackling ecological, socio-political and spatial issues. We had a lot of... Um... What? Yeah, a squirrel. A squirrel. Beautiful. We, we were always surrounded by squirrels. In our, in our talk. We had an audience of squirrels. So if nobody listens to this <laughs> podcast, the squirrels have learned a lesson. Maybe.